Welcome to the Star Wars Collector Podcast, episode number 101. I am your host, Brian, and with me as always are my co-hosts, Carl and Dwayne. Hey, guys. Hey, hey Brian. Brian. Welcome, hey, everybody. Dwayne. Yeah, how's it going? Not it's bad. It's going great. That's good. That's good. not bad, and I'm going great. <laughs> yeah. I'm <laughs> hey, missing uh, the cooler weather. Summer is officially hit now. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of liked it uh, in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Yeah. Doing good. Yeah, good weather. Uh, my daughter just graduated high school last night. All right. We also yeah, celebrated awesome. celebrated my 27th wedding anniversary yesterday. Oh, wow. Congrats. Kind of, so, that's awesome. having a good week. Oh, all right. Uh, well, let's start with what we got. Carl, what'd you get? Not very much. Unlike last month when Dave was shocked that I had more than than either one of you. only thing I got this month was the um, Paz Vizsla Vintage Collection Deluxe figure, um, which he looks really cool. I think they did a great job with that one. And I got the Droid Factory six-figure Disney Pride Collection pack, as well as the Droid Factory BBU Pride individual droid. So those are the only three things I got this month. Nice. Mm-hmm. How kind of slim doing? pickings this month, yeah. Yeah, as far as action figures, um, I think there were some, some Black Series uh, more available this month than Vintage Collection. Uh, but uh, I also got the uh, the Disney Droid Factory uh, uh, offerings, the six-figure uh, Astromech set, which is part of their Pride Collection. Uh, if you're not familiar with that uh, set, it's uh, six, six new... Uh, droids uh, that are each one is color one spectrum of the rainbow very uh, colorful so yes it's red yellow blue green purple and orange i think uh so yeah very colorful set of action of astromech droids and also the the they're continuing their offerings uh, i think this is the third one of their pride collection for just regular single uh and droids and this year it is Yes, Carl said BBU or BBYOU, um, so it's a BB unit this year. Um, so that was all I got action figure-wise, um, but I also collect uh, comic books and movie posters, and I had a good month as far as that was concerned. Uh, this month, uh, early in May, uh, uh, I'm a member of the Disney Movie Insiders uh, uh I don't know what you would call it, group or not. And it's not a group. It's just a, a rewards a program that uh, Disney has where you can uh, earn points by seeing Disney movies or uh, buying Disney videos and stuff like that. How do you and, collect uh, those points from the movie tickets? Uh, you, I just take pictures of my movie stubs after I have bought them and, and uh, submit them. And oh, okay. Every three weeks, they give me points for them. So it's pretty easy. As long as you remember to save your stubs and, and take a picture. Of course, some some of it's not. It, I know with Cinemark here locally, if you buy them online, you don't get a ticket, printed out ticket anymore. So I'm not real sure how you would do that. Yeah, you, you still get the printed out ticket when you get there. Uh, yeah, well, uh, okay. Well, I, I thought if you go straight to the ticket podium that they just scan your barcode. No, they, they still print out the ticket for some reason. Okay. Uh, that shows how much I know. I've been gone for two <laughs> years, and that was what we were starting, supposedly starting to do before I left. Uh, anyway, um, so like I said, earlier in the month, they offered the Ahsoka uh, series. It's a teaser poster. 
which is just uh, her face on it with the the title, uh, and um, it's the full size, the regular style, uh, double sided front and back. Um, wow! Movie poster like you would find at a movie theater, uh, but they've been issuing them for all of their TV, you know, Disney Plus series. So so far, I've been able to get Mandalorian uh, posters and Obi Wan Kenobi posters, and now Ahsoka. Uh, so I got that. I just noticed I spelled Ahsoka wrong on our list. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, also, one that everybody had been waiting for uh, was uh, the Return of the Jedi 40th Anniversary poster, uh, which was actually in theaters earlier in the month uh, for a limited run. And for whatever reason, they didn't offer it at that time or even beforehand. But they waited until May 25th, which was the anniversary of the release date. And they offered a limited number, and I was able to jump on that offer and uh, pick up one of those. So I got two new posters to add to my poster collection this month. And (laughs) I've got a big list of comics here because I I missed a month. Um, And when I went to my local comic book store to pick up my pull list, I had... uh, a stack. Well, let's put it this way: it was over a hundred dollars worth of comic books <laughs> because I hadn't picked them up in a while. So let's just go down the list here. Uh, I got Marvel Comics, Star Wars, uh, the regular series issues number thirty-three and thirty-four. Then I got Doctor Afra issues number thirty and thirty-one. The Bounty Hunters issues thirty-three and thirty-four. Uh, Darth Vader issues thirty-three and thirty-four. I got the regular Marvel Comics High Republic, issues 8, 9, and 10. Uh, Marvel Comics Santa Staros, issue number 3. Marvel Comics Hidden Empire, issue number 5, which I believe is the last issue of that miniseries. Marvel Comics Yoda, number 6 and number 7. A new series, Marvel Comics Darth Vader, Black, White, and Red is the, the miniseries name. And it issues number one and number two on that. And then I believe, I hope these are one-shots, Marvel Comics Ewoks number one. And it's got the Return of the Jedi 40th logo on it, so that's why I'm hoping it's just a single uh, one-shot issue. And then a Marvel Comics Lando number one, again, a Return of the Jedi 40th anniversary uh, comic book. Uh, Then under the Dark Horse label, um, they've been running uh, series... For, uh, called High Republic Adventures, um, a, a sub-series, uh, High Republic Adventures, Nameless Terror, issues number 3, 4, and 5, uh, and then also Dark Horse, uh, High Republic Adventures, Quest of the Jedi, uh, one-shot. It actually says one-shot on the cover, so that's the only issue that'll be of uh, uh, that. Uh, Dark Horse Comics, Hyperspace Stories, issue number 5, and this year's uh, free comic book day comic book was also from Dark Horse, and it was just a High Republic Adventures uh, issue. So that was a mouthful, but that's everything I got. Oh, sorry. Uh, that's be. a lot of comic books. No wonder it, it was over a hundred dollars. It is, yeah. Uh, but I'm, I should be caught up, and, and uh, of course, as soon as one miniseries ends, it seems like another one starts, which I guess is the name of the game there at Marvel Comics. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And uh, hopefully, yeah, 
I'm sure, Hopefully they're uh, good ones. I'm sure Doug was just waiting to hear what kind of comics you got. <laughs> I have to start bringing those to uh, to our meetings for show and tell. So I've just I, about quit the comics myself. I think I'm right. down to two. I, I would never read them. I'd let them pile up. That's one of the reasons yeah, that's I the stopped. problem. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, I'm not buying these because I'm not reading them. Right. Yeah. They can pile up in a hurry. Same uh, thing with me. Yeah, especially with me having all of these all at once. It's going to take me quite a while <laughs> to read through all these. Um, one thing that I would, would uh, mention, I guess I didn't, the Marvel Comics, the Star Wars number 33 and 34, uh, I... Uh, always get uh, the guys in our comic book shops because they know me and I buy buy these and have a pull list I always get the variant covers for those if there's one available so uh, they Marvel continues to have uh, almost every month a variant cover which is the Christopher uh, John Tyler Christopher, Christopher. John Tyler Christopher uh, variant covers where it's an action figure oh, cool. uh, cover and this month, number 33 was um, Tarples. Is it Captain Tarples? Captain Tarples. From, mm-hmm. from episode one. Um, <clears throat> and then number 34 was Hologram Darth Maul. Hmm. So I have almost every almost every one of... I, I don't have every variant cover, but almost every one of my Marvel Comics Star Wars are the variant cover ones like that. So I have quite a few. Did you get the Boba Fett that they did for C2E2 that time? Uh, yes, I believe so. Oh, okay. Because that one was hard to get. Yeah. Well, no, wait. Was that the first one? Yeah. Ever? No. Actually, I, I missed out on that one. Oh, okay. Gotten, there have been some special Boba Fetts. I've got one where it's a, a Boba Fett all in black armor, Yeah. Uh, which I think was a special uh, offering. And uh, what I was thinking of was... Uh, I got the special covers that they offered for Celebration Orlando was the last one we were at. Okay. Me uh, together, the last one I was at. 2017? So, yeah. Um, well, you went to 2019. Chicago. It might have been Chicago. Yeah, you went You um, went to 2019 Chicago. So, yeah, I think maybe that was it. They, they had some special covers for that. So, that's everything I got. What about you, Brian? What did, what did you All right. Uh, of course, I went to... The Imperial Commissaries Collector Convention, and I ended up getting uh, the Spanish Wicket, the C-3PO, and the R2-D2. That's those uh, non-articulated figures. Have you guys seen those? They're like yeah, hard the, rubber or something, yeah. or plastic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But they're still kind of to scale with mm-hmm. uh, three and, and three quarter d- inch figures, I believe. The sort of. Pretty, the detail is pretty good on them too. I feel like I've seen yeah. the ones I've seen before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, I got the uh, Star Wars Trilogy VHS Special Edition Letterbox Edition. Uh, the well, special Letterbox Edition, not Special Edition. Get that hmm. correct there. Okay. It's the the original version, but a special Letterbox Edition of it. Okay. And it comes with a fourth VHS tape in it, uh, making of a Return of the, or like making of the Saga. I think it's what it's called. Uh-huh. And uh, so it's got, I think. It goes through all three movies. So, right, yeah, I think they made that, and then they updated it after the third movie was made with extra content yeah. uh, for Empire and Return of the Jedi. What the heck? That was my 
my phone. I forgot to silence it. <laughs> I thought somebody was drilling in the background. I did too, or <laughs> or a blender or something. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, AFA was actually at ICCC, and I ended up picking up some acrylic cases. I needed uh-huh. one uh, that would fit um, the Emperor because the normal cases that that we had, like for our fall festivals, that from Oscar. Remember uh-huh. those? Uh, they yeah. wouldn't fit. They were too small. Huh. So I had to get a deeper one, and I ended up. Which were they? I think they were like twenty bucks a piece. No, two for twenty-five. That's what it was. Okay. So they weren't that too bad. More reasonable. No. Yeah. Yeah, that's not bad at I was all for a Normally, yeah. uh, you know, I, I honestly I think they've gone up from years ago. Oscars were like ten or eleven, and then they. Uh, the ones I've seen from, I think it's Ian's displays, mm-hmm. are like 15 maybe. At least. So, yeah. And then with, by the so time you not, put shipping in there and everything, it's you ridiculous. Buy them in bulk, I think it, the more you buy, the cheaper they get. You can get them for as cheap as $10 yeah. each. you got to buy like 10 of them or something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, AFA. Uh, so it's it's the case, but it's not the, it, obviously it doesn't have like, you didn't get them graded or anything. No, just, no, no grading. Just the, just the cases. They'll sell you the blank cases by themselves. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I got four of those. I got uh, three other ones that were just for extra ones in case I get carded figures at some point. Uh-huh. Or want to put a really expensive vintage collection one in there, like the Ahsoka. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, also, on the May the 4th, whole weekend area there I, lego was having a sale and stuff so i ended up getting the the big r2d2 the lego r2d2 uh, mm-hmm. the newer one i don't know if they call it the ultimate collector series ones or not i don't know if the, those are called that or not and they also sent with it when you bought it uh, a small lego death star 2 kind of like the the heads or the helmets have you seen those yeah, it was yeah, kind of yeah. like those, but smaller yeah. scale. Okay. And then it came with an X-Wing poly bag, which I actually already had that, but that's all right. And then it came with this box that has a big coin in it. I mean, the thing is bigger than a you know any coin that you'd ever see uh, as far as, like, money coins and stuff. It's, like, you know, three times as big. And a plastic card that looks like the Death Star plans, you know, uh, what that looks like when they put it in R2-D2. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it looked like that. And then uh, you could, you know, open the box and situate it to where it would stand up. So I thought that was pretty cool. And then I got the Reds Mandalorian bobblehead when I went to that, that baseball game that uh-huh. uh, Dwayne ended up going okay. to as well. I left that off of my list. Didn't I? <laughs> or no, wait, I put it on there and completely skipped over it. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, we were, we were both uh, at that Reds game had our families there yeah and uh it was uh, what it is it's a mandalorian bobblehead on top of a baseball, baseball. Mm-hmm. that says cincinnati reds on it so it's continuing continuation of their bobblehead star wars bobblehead series that they created and started about six or seven years ago yep the only one i'm missing is the r2d2 is that the only one you're missing yes i think so i have a few others from other uh other baseball teams like uh, uh-huh. we got one from the Boston Red Sox and another one from I think the California Angels and I don't know what else I got a good couple of them yeah. different ones. Yeah, there've been some pretty cool ones from other 
yeah. other teams. I miss last them. year, for some reason, the Reds went with a Joey Jedi, Joey Votto mm-hmm. Jedi bobblehead instead of one of the Star Wars characters. So I don't yeah. have one last year. I got that one, but I don't have a, you know, it's not a regular Reds character bobblehead. I got to, uh, Bo got a Nashville Predators bobblehead that's a Jedi, and huh. he got it at ICCC, and I totally forgot to go back over there and get one myself because yeah. they were just giving them away. And then I didn't, I ended up not deciding not to get those droid factory ones. I just, they weren't for me. I'm, I'm just being kind of choosy now on what I get. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, it's one of those that's, it's not a actual character. They're not actual characters from, from any of the, of the movies or TV shows. And, and you know, what would you, what is, I know there's a term for those. It's sort of like, it's not even extended universe. Uh, I don't even know what you'd call them. Characters, they're they're just a space, especially thing. But it's, you know, it's one of those where I, since I buy everything, <laughs> three and three quarter related, uh, I've started buying them, uh, and I guess I'll continue to buy them as long as they're offering them. I have most of the others that they've put out that Disney's put out. Uh huh. But most of those, you know, I actually liked. I just don't like these for whatever reason. Uh, let's see what we got next there anybody want to do the meeting news um one thing real quick i forgot Mm -hmm. to mention something i got i think you picked it up too because you liked the post was the um darf revan hallmark san diego comic i totally forgot about that yeah it just clicked Uh, in my head all the moment yeah i I got that as well this this is really cool too it's in one of those black boxes that they usually use for the exclusives and stuff Uh uh-huh and it's already selling for like over a hundred bucks on eBay already. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and it just came out. Really? With Hallmark, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's all I wanted to add. What was you What was you about to say before we went on? <laughs> uh, I don't know. So who's wanting to take over? Who Who wants to do oh, the meeting, meeting news? news? <laughs> Go ahead, Dwayne. <laughs> <laughs> Me? Yeah, you. Okay. Uh, so we have coming up here. Um, if this podcast gets out soon enough which i think i will uh this coming saturday uh, the kentucky star wars collectors club ashland region meeting is scheduled uh that will be on let me get it here the 10th saturday the 10th uh and as always it's at our normal meeting space which is the flatwoods public library community room and that's from 12 until 3 p.m so if you're uh in the area of Ashland, Kentucky, whether you're over in Ohio or West Virginia, which are just across the river, uh, you're always welcome. And, uh, you know, it's free to attend. Uh, if you want to eat lunch with us, bring your own food and drinks uh, and uh, bring us, you know, bring whatever you want to uh, for show and tell. Or if you have something that you think someone else might be interested in buying off of you, you can bring that. That's been happening a lot here lately. Um so that's for the Ashland region. Uh, we haven't, I haven't seen any uh, news yet on the uh, Lexington or Louisville region, but they're generally uh, either the week after us uh, or uh, sometimes they're the same weekend. But uh, if you're interested in uh, attending one of those, if you're in the Lexington or Louisville, Kentucky region, make sure to check out our Kentucky Star Wars Collectors Club Facebook page, and there you, the information is generally on there when it's available. Uh, also, coming up in July, 
that'll be here before you know it. Uh, two things that are of note. Uh, our uh, northern neighbors, the Ohio Star Wars Collectors Club, will be having their annual summer social, which is their statewide uh, meeting for all members. Uh, that'll be on July 15th. And that's, that's a really an awesome event if you have a chance. Uh, again, want to travel uh, to that. That's going to be in Dublin, Ohio this year. Um, and that's at the Dublin Recreation Center. And it'll be from 1 to 5 p.m. on Saturday, July 15th. You guys going? And then the very next, uh, I might, yeah. I don't I know. I wouldn't to... mind going this year since it's closer. Yeah, Dublin's not too far for us. Yeah. Um, and then the very next weekend, uh, we want to encourage everyone to, again, uh, consider coming here to Ashland. Uh, we have our annual uh, Kentucky Star Wars Collectors Club fundraiser auction. Uh, this is a fun event uh, that uh, we have every year, but it also serves as our fundraiser for the club so that we can have some operating cash uh, for special events. Uh, that's on Saturday, July 22nd, and it'll be here in the Ashland area at the Flatwoods City Park, Shelter House Number 3. It's going to be outdoors, but we'll have plenty of shade. Uh, and again, there will be some snacks and food uh, provided, uh, and you're welcome to bring your own if you want to. That'll start at 1 p.m. Uh, we usually push those back uh, an hour here in Ashland to give everyone from the other end of the state more time to travel so 1 p.m. until it's over with uh, if you're not familiar with our fundraiser auctions uh, we have uh, usually a, a lot of, of items that are donated by club members and uh, other people who are willing to help us out uh, it can be anything from I don't know old Star Wars t-shirts to brand new action figures uh, it can be uh, video games, uh, movies, uh, it doesn't have to specifically be Star Wars, sometimes it's comic book related, sometimes it's even Star Trek related, or, you know, any kind of geek geekery, I guess you could call it, <laughs> uh, and every auction item, whether it's a single item, or whether it's a, uh, 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 I'm trying to think of what, what's called <laughs> when you put stuff together, <laughs> a lot, <laughs> A lot of items, which happens, you know, uh, a lot of times what we'll do is we'll put, say, you know, some some socks and, and T-shirts together or we'll put some, you know, a, a stack of books together or something like that. Everything starts starting bid at $1 and we go up in $1 increments. So if something comes up for auction and you want it and nobody else has been on it, you could possibly get it for $1. Uh but I have uh, seen some stuff go over a hundred. Right. Yep. Sometimes, if it's a very desirable item, it can shoot up pretty quick and be, you know, eighty-eight, eighty-nine, ninety dollars, you know, and on up. So it's like I said, that's where the fun comes in is to see people bidding against each other, uh, and it's all for a good cause. This yep. is where the fun uh, begins. Right. <laughs> I, I, like for example, I'm sitting right beside my Indiana Jones vinyl banner that I think I paid fifty dollars for. Oh yeah. At one of our auctions. Right. Yeah. We will have. Uh, last year we weren't able to really uh, where I was uh, not able to attend and and uh, hadn't been working at the movie theater for a while. I didn't really have any movie posters to auction off. But this year I uh, 
through through certain connections, I've been able to get my hands on a few from uh, all the movie releases in the last year or so. And so we will have movie posters available again for auction. Cough, Scream 6. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. Yeah, the Scream movie poster, I'm not I'm not sure. I think yeah. I, maybe there's one in there. But, I mean, we're talking movie posters like for Ant-Man, uh, Quantumania, and uh, uh, what was it? Oh, Black Panther? First time he movies again and probably some of the ones from the summer even maybe possibly the new indiana jones poster and stuff like that yeah. so we'll see it's all a mystery right now Ooh, mystery <laughs> posters yeah mystery <clears throat> posters uh one thing that uh i thought about while i'll bring up too it's not on our list here but uh, uh we were talking about uh brian and i went to the star wars night at cincinnati reds uh in may uh our uh, Kentucky AAA team, the Louisville Bats, are also having a Star Wars night this year, and it actually is coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, Saturday, June 17th is the Star Wars night at the Louisville Bats at their home field, and there's going to be uh, a Space Sword giveaway, it says. The Ooh. first 1,500 fans will get a Space Sword. I bet that's... <laughs> Something cheap. <laughs> uh, it'll probably have a little bats logo on logo on it. And then, uh, unfortunately, the I'll, bats be, on, I'll be going to Tennessee. Jerseys on the field, <laughs> yeah. And Star Wars themed promotions and in-game entertainment will be presented. So Tyler the Amazing will be making an appearance. Oh, uh, okay. He is a. Uh, I don't know what he is. He's been on, it says he's been on America's Got Talent, Ripley's Believe It or Not, The Go Big Show, ESPN, and ballparks all across the country. Hmm. So, and there will be fireworks after the game. So that should be a interesting, you know, pretty entertaining night hmm. for, again, those who are in the uh, Louisville, Lexington, well, anywhere in Kentucky, Indiana, or Ohio that would like to travel to the Louisville Bats. That's their Louisville Bats Star Wars night. Maybe we'll by us giving them a plug, they might give us some free tickets. You never know. <laughs> I doubt it. Okay, that's all we have for events for now. Or meeting news and events. Um, so what are we doing here? Next, uh, I guess we're going to talk about uh, uh, just regular news. Yeah. Um, so we've got some information on some new releases <clears throat> here and then a couple of things that have happened in the world of Star Wars uh, collecting over the last month of May. Well, heck, not uh, even collecting, but the one, yeah. you know, big thing was that the Halcyon Hotel shut is shutting down in September. Mm -hmm. That's the, the big hotel where you stay for two nights and they do all kinds of activities, you know, shows get to go to the the park there it's uh, real close to hollywood studios it's practically in their parking lot right and it's going to be shutting down yeah. which you know if you heard our podcast when we when they first announced it and the price of it i think both me and carl both said that it won't last long yep 
But I honestly thought it would last longer than this. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think it would shut down already. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's I it mean, been? A year and a half, roughly? <laughs> eight, it'll be 18 months, I think, when it closes down. Yeah, yeah. that's what I meant. When it shuts down, <laughs> yeah. it'll be about, about, about yeah. 18 months. <clears throat> yeah, which is insane, but wow. Yeah. Well, I think, unfortunately, for, for it, um, and, of course, the reason we said it probably was, was not going to work was just the cost of it. It was cost prohibitive. Uh, for just your average everyday Disney slash Star Wars fan, mm-hmm. uh, you know they 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 described it as two days and two nights, but it really it was only one full day because you you mm-hmm. arrived and checked in I think at one o'clock on the first day. Uh, you did some stuff with them that that evening once you were checked in and, and everything. So that was only to me a half a day. Yeah, I think it was like forty-two hours or something like that. It's not even spent the night. Forty-eight. Got up and did the whole. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. You spent the whole next day doing the stuff, which you know I'm sure was very, very, very fun. We had some friends who did it, and they said they really enjoyed it. Then you spent the second night, and by the the second day, you had to be out by eleven, like a normal hotel. So they were telling that I guess that first half day and the second portion of the third day has a full day but uh, you know i mean what can you do you get up and have breakfast that last day and that's about it probably mm-hmm. uh, so uh yeah and for a family of four it was well over two thousand dollars i think oh it's more than that uh or more than that for I, a family I had of I think four it's six thousand yeah, dollars Yep. Okay. It 6, goes 000. up as you add each person to the fa- to the right. list that's staying with you. I think you. Yep. it starts at three thousand, or maybe four thousand. Is it four? It's like thirty five hundred or something for two yeah. people. I was uh-huh. yeah, I was thinking one person was like two thousand and five hundred dollars. Yeah, right. something. It's insane. Yeah. I so know. you know they're and. and be clear there i mean you know we're saying they're shutting it down but that doesn't mean that it's not going to possibly continue to operate as just a hotel oh no that's not I'm what sure i they heard can't afford i'm sure we yeah, are but i'm sure they can't afford to just let it sit or no to they're going to tear it read, down is what i've it. heard i heard the same thing too because Brian. they're going to write it off as a tax write-off and it's yeah. got to be torn uh-huh. down when they do yeah. that okay well i hadn't heard that uh, my thinking was that they they should just uh, reopen it and rebrand it as just a Star Wars themed hotel. That's what some fans I, people, was wanting to do. Yeah, I, I think, think they should too. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, but they can't. They said they can't make enough the money. Immersive experience uh, <clears throat> with it, but uh, yeah, if that's 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 their plans to just uh, demolish it and, and maybe build something else on the site. Then yeah, that is a shame. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that didn't work because that means there's no hope for something like that in the future, probably. Yeah. I hope uh, that they sell all the rest of their stuff that they got there, their merchandise at Shop Disney. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I was hoping they was going to do, too, possibly. I'd like one of those droids. Yeah. <laughs> or, or the lightsaber. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, they did have some exclusive uh, merchandise for people who stayed there. Uh, yeah. All that, that merchandise will probably start really increasing in prices, too, when they shut down. Yeah. It could, it could, I'm sure. Or it could be, you know, by the time it gets around to September, they won't even have anybody for any, any for anybody uh, because they'll, they'll maybe have only produced enough to make it through August or something. Uh, we'll never know. Or no, I won't say we'll never know. We just won't know until it happens. Yeah. Uh, until we see. Uh, but yeah, so that's the news. If, if you're interested, I don't know if, 
I know that they said everyone who had, had booked time after September uh, were going to be given the option to reschedule uh, before September. Uh, but I'm I'm guessing that they probably still have slots available if you just absolutely are out there and not many don't want to miss hear. out on it. Yeah, <laughs> don't want to miss out on it. Then you want to act quickly. Uh, unfortunately, it's not something me and my family can take advantage of oh, before it shuts down. So, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, also in the news, we want to uh, offer our condolences to the family of and friends of Mark Boudreaux. Uh, if you're not familiar with who Mark is, he was uh, an employee of Hasbro slash Kenner. Um, he started with Kenner back in 70, probably 76 or 77, maybe even before that. But he was on the team of original designers for the Kenner Star Wars toy line. Uh, he is most widely known amongst the collecting community as the designer of the original uh, Millennium Falcon. Well, not just uh, the, the original, but every one since. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was getting to that all the way up through the Hasbro acquisition and even, I think, his most recent accomplishment, one of his most recent accomplishments was even Jabba's sail barge, mm -hmm. the Katana. Uh, and he was really proud of that from what I understand. So he was a fixture in, in the world of Star Wars toys for over 40 years, really. Uh, it says he retired, I'm, what I'm looking at, retired in 2020. Um, so he's been a, a regular on the convention circuit for a few years. Um, uh, has been, you know, featured at the Star Wars celebrations. You can meet him and talk to him and get his autograph. And he also conducted several uh, collector panels or, or panels you know with other toy designers and, and uh, people behind the scenes uh, at those conventions uh, and just was an all-around good guy from what from what you know everyone that I what's that you're breaking uh, up unfortunately got the chance you're I breaking up I never got the chance but I oh, okay. got the chance sorry um, but uh, yeah know, I never got to meet him either guy and uh, uh unexpectedly i guess at least to us i passed away uh in earlier in in may so we want to again uh offer our condolences and our thanks to him for everything that he did for the world of collecting and his creativity and and uh, uh involvement through the years so that was sad news uh okay um Let's see. Looks like someone has added some information on here. Was that you, Brian, that added some of these new releases that are coming out? Yeah, it was some of the stuff that uh, was announced between the last podcast that we had. Oh, okay. Yeah, we you got uh, the Mandalorian. Some of that. Uh, mm -hmm. Got uh, Carson Tava, uh, one six scale mini bust. That was actually just announced today, which is June the second, and also. The Mandalorian, General Giant. yes, General Giant. Sorry, uh, the, uh, these are all from General Giant here. Uh, the Star Wars okay. Mandalorian Premier Collection Armorer statue, and then in the jumbo figures, we've got the concept Han Solo. If you remember the mini bust, the McCrory Han Solo mini bust, this one is in similar right. fashion with the Han okay. Solo with a cape, <laughs> and uh, also Cobb Vant one six scale mini bust. 
Then we've got Return of the Jedi Indoor Han Solo, one six scale mini bust. And then another jumbo, uh, Return of the Jedi Darth Vader removable helmet uh, as a jumbo figure. Okay. I guess those last two were probably Return of the Jedi 40th anniversary. Yes. Uh, issues. Yeah, they just Everybody's were announced, trying to, yeah. I don't know, last week maybe? Uh-huh. <clears throat> And then we've okay. got like, some black uh, series. Hasbro's got some, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, let's see. Black series, Darth Malgus. That's a first, I guess. Uh, 40th anniversary Wicket and a 40th anniversary Chewbacca. I think I've seen those on cardbacks. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yes. Um, on yeah, on Empire or Return of the Jedi cardbacks in the uh, black series scale. Uh Okay, I hadn't seen this one. A Padawan Ahsoka Tano, and then a Phase 2 Clone Trooper, and a Magna Guard, and then Mandalorian from the Glavis Ring World. Yeah, from uh, Book of Boba Fett. Remember that? Okay. Was that like the... When he went to meet the, the armor and stuff? The Ring World was, was like the big... <clears throat> it was a ring, like mm-hmm. a space station ring, though. Wasn't yeah. It? It shaped like a big ring. Uh, okay. And then uh, Axe Wove's premium electronic helmet, play helmet for Yeah, they got to get all Axe those. Wolf, uh, yeah. They got to get their get their money's worth out of that uh, Mandalorian yeah. helmet. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's just a repaint of a of a of a, of a regular Mandalorian style helmet. Looks like probably. Yeah, then we got uh, some of course, I know collection. That the, oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, the. the I was going to say the Din Djarin helmet, the Mandalorian Din Djarin helmet, is different from a Boba Fett helmet. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know which one Axe Woves actually wears. It's probably one of those two styles. Yeah. Just a different paint job on it. Okay. Uh, you were going to say the Vintage Collection. Yeah, I was going to uh, have Carl go go on with those. Okay. Okay, the Vintage Collection, we had the Grand Inquisitor, which I'm really excited to have that one. Mm-hmm. And we have Wicked and was it Kanisha? It's Nisa. Nisa. Yeah, okay. It's Nisa. It's in the, the package on it's that a is two really pack. great looking too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two pack. Yeah. And we have um, yet another Grogu. We have a vintage collection Luke Skywalker and Grogu. It's like a little training like type thing. Yeah, that's a and, deluxe one. Yeah, it's going to be in one of those boxes yeah. again without a window. Deluxe style box. Yeah. Yeah, and we have the Black Series Gaming Greats General Grievous. Battle Damage, which is a Target exclusive. And we have the Black Series Arc Trooper 5s, which is a Walmart exclusive. And containing the Black Series Wrecker Mercenary Gear, also Walmart. Hunter Mercenary Gear, also Walmart. Tech Mercenary Gear, which is Walmart as well. And Echo Mercenary Gear, Walmart. And um, I wish they'd stop all these exclusives. And... (laughs) Clone Commando, Walmart, mainly because Walmart don't get nothing on their shelves. I mean, have you all been, just to stop a second, I mean, every time I go to Walmart, it is Ripple Troopers and Obi-Wan Kenobi um, retro figures. Landos. And Landos, thank you. Uh, but can, but yep, back on... I was there for the first time probably in a, in a month or two, yeah. uh, just again to, to get off topic for just a second, and I was shocked. They literally had more of those Rebel Hoth Troopers. Yeah. The, the vintage like collection. That. Yeah. They had, uh, I would guarantee they had about 35 or 40. Probably. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, easily. At least, you know, it's probably three or four straight cases or four or five. Yeah. They need to mark them down. Yeah. Or they're never going to get rid of them. Uh, yeah, it looked like it was four or five cases. I've been to several Walmarts, and this is the only one that has that problem. Yeah. I, most uh-huh. of them have no Hoth Rebel, you know, Rebel Hoth Troopers. Right. Yeah, I don't know why this Walmart got so know. many. Yeah. Somebody's ordered the wrong thing, probably. Yeah. They probably Whoever. thought they were regular cases or something. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, so, yeah. yeah, to finish that up, the last, <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt you, yeah. Carl. Oh, you're uh, fine. Go ahead. The last item was the Doc Ondar. I think we may have talked about that already, but it's going to be a Shop Disney Hasbro Pulse. Yeah. It's, it's a it's, black series. Unfortunately, yeah. it's already sold out. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't buy one? one because it's I say, $45. How much? Yeah, $45. Yeah. Holy crap. Well, it's it's a deluxe black series, so it comes yeah. with a lot of extra. Yeah, uh, I don't care how deluxe it is. $45, it ain't worth yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they really try to nail you with those deluxe figures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, and I'm sure that these these black series the the it, it's the bad batch is what it is. You got yeah. fives and then all five of the bad batch or four of the bad batch, four of the five bad batch characters, and then a clone commando are all Walmart exclusives. Uh, don't know if that's a situation where those maybe wouldn't have got produced and released if walmart wasn't willing to make them an exclusive and order x number of of you know quantity yeah uh, yeah well, they may not an exclusive to somewhere maybe gamestop uh, i can't remember but for some reason she was different right and the only one that's a that's a general release is hunter you know and he's available everywhere you can get the black series so so it's kind of weird Yep. But yeah, those are the upcoming uh, releases. And again, uh, Hasbro or whoever, for whatever reason, they've stopped doing like pre-orders when they announced them. <laughs> At least this week they did because they announced like the Darth for the in the vintage collection. I know they announced like the Darth Vader with the removable helmet, uh, and I don't know. There was some other one or two other new figures with that announcement. And usually the next day you can go and pre-order them, but we couldn't this time. They're saying you just have to wait until they actually in stock somewhere, either at your online retailer or in the stores. Then you I can think, order them. Or, I or think go that was them. their, yeah, that was their kind of their answer to people complaining about you know pre-ordering something and it comes uh-huh. out like six to eight months later. It's just like oh, we'll just stop pre-orders. Yeah. Well, it's it's the extreme in the other way, though. Yeah, exactly. They you need know. a happy medium. They need like a like a couple of month window or something. Because yeah. I feel like what's going to happen is this is going to cause me to miss ordering them because mm-hmm. if everybody gets them at different times, say for instance, my main supplier generally is Big Bad Toy Store. Well, you know, if I don't check Big Bad Toy Store every day to see if they have something new, I may miss them. You know. If they wait until they're they're actually in stock to allow us to order them, I think it should be up to the ind- individual retailers as to whether they can you can pre-order them or not. Honestly, yeah, I think though that the big problem is especially with Target, where they have a pre-order window of like thirty seconds, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then if you don't get it, too bad. 
Right. I, I think they should then give they, you... When they do come out on the pegs, they're overstocked on them a lot of times. Yeah, Target yeah. is the definitely the worst of pre-orders because, I mean, it's crazy how quick something will sell out, like you said. It well, has they, to be they need people to give using them a couple of weeks or something, you yeah. know, window to have pre-orders. So then that way, six months down the line, when they come out, they'll be like, okay, this is how many we need. We'll do a few more because we know some people will miss it. But yeah. this is a general idea of how many we need. Instead of, okay, we'll do it for 30 seconds, and then once that's, uh, you know, and then we'll close it, and you can't pre-order anymore. You just have to hopefully find it in the store. Yep. Yeah. Because I can't find those Boba Fets, even though people are finding them. I haven't found them anywhere. Oh, only one of them has really seemed to sh- shown up in mass, that first yeah. one. But the other two have not really, there hasn't been a whole lot of people finding them. I've just seen a lot of people still looking for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think Dwayne has an extra one of the regular, the like Kenner style one yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. But the other two I got to find. But, you know, but the the first one, the, the Kenner style one, was in stock at Target when we checked at the meeting a couple of weeks ago. I checked a, their, uh, there's an app that you or a website you can go to to check whether your local Target's got something in stock based on the code mm-hmm. number for it or whatever. And they had a whole case in stock if some if we had wanted to go up there and get them, um, but they I'm sure they didn't have them out on the pegs. Cause Probably the never do. I've, yeah. I've done that. You've had to ask somebody to go in the back and get them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they also did not have in stock the other two versions, the Dark Horse version or the uh, Marvel Comics mm-hmm. version. So I don't know. Uh, I, I can't. I wish I could say it's going to get better with this new way that they're doing it, but I, I really doubt it, because I think it's just going to become more of a, <laughs> for lack of a better term, a wild, wild west of fixture, a figure hunting out there. Well, uh, I mean, if Hasbro you know, doesn't do something, then they're going to be hurting seriously. I mean, uh-huh. they're already, you know, having some of their worst quarters in a while, and it's because they can't, they can't get a. I guess a good method to have, you know, pre-orders last for a while or have it so that, you know, they're easily accessible. Yeah. Especially for actual brick and mortar stores. Cause Walmart, you know, has for the last, gosh, five, six years or more always been hit or miss, mostly mm-hmm. miss. <laughs> yeah. And I know people now like to say, Oh, it's because of COVID and blah, blah, blah. And like, no, this was happening way before COVID. Yep. This is just mismanagement. <laughs> yep. All right. So we'll move on to, uh, our main topic, which of course is going to be me. Cause I'm the only one that got to, that, that got to go is Imperial commissary collectors convention. And you got, you guys have never been to any of them, right? Oh. Right. Okay. Uh, you guys should go to a, at least one just cause it, you know, how close it is. Yeah. They always point. have it Memorial Day weekend, though, right? No. So, which I think is a bad time to no, have it. No, this is the first time okay. it's been Memorial Day weekend. Oh, okay. Last right. year awesome. it was May the 4th weekend. The week before, uh-huh. year before that it was in April. It's okay. just whenever they can get the convention center yeah. or wherever they're wanting to have it. Because this year it's at a different place. They had it at Kentucky Farm Bureau. I don't even know what they call it. What they say. It's a convention like park exposition yeah. center or something like yeah, that. yeah it's uh it's multiple buildings right so there's plenty of space this time they yeah, had... i was i was surprised not to interrupt but i have watched a few uh, youtube videos of some other collectors that uh, 
have mm -hmm. YouTube channels that went, and one of them had drone footage from outside, and I thought, well, that place doesn't look that big. How are they going to, you know, fit everybody and all that stuff in there? But then when you see footage from the inside, I was <clears> like, <throat> they had space to spare. Yeah, and that know? was just the exhibition <clears throat> building, you yeah. know, where they sold stuff, you know, uh, where all the exhibitors were and the right. autographs and stuff. They had a building, you know, over to the to the right where they had all of the panels uh -huh. and there was plenty of space i mean you you did not have to worry about missing a panel yeah you could, everybody i think everybody that was there could have fit in there right and then they Which had is a good thing a really good yeah. thing yeah and then they had several other buildings they had a, a building for just the vips they had a building for just podcasters they had uh -huh. a building for uh, video games they had a building for board games and tabletop games uh they had another building where they had this uh this show of uh, acrobatics or something that was really kind of huh. weird and then of course they had a uh oh uh demolition derby that went on <laughs> the, well. that even one of the evenings because they had a big uh race car thing over there i mean it's bliss this uh complex was huge uh -huh. And there was, you know, plenty of parking, plenty of everything. And if a parking was free, so you didn't have to pay for it. The only problem is, is that the hotels were about 15 miles away that they okay. uh, set up for, I guess, to be the hotels for uh -huh. for it. And so that's where they had all the room sales and stuff like that. at. And so, you know, for what it was last year compared to this year, it's night and day different. I mean, there was hardly any room last year compared because it was in the hotel convention center yeah. and the hotel convention is just a basic one i mean their you know area where they sold stuff or exhibitors was probably uh for you guys it would be have you ever been in uh, the ashland plaza hotel or whatever it's called now in yeah. your big dining area yeah it's as big right. as that so not very big yeah. and this time it's probably four to five times bigger wow well, that's good for them and good for, you know, the attendees, too. Yeah. So they had uh, plenty of stuff for sale. You know, you could buy, because uh, there's one guy, he had the the Wicket cartoon Ewok staff that I needed, uh -huh. but he wanted $350 for it, and I was uh -huh. like, no, thank you. No. He also had a pop-up saber for my R2. He wanted 425 for that, and I was like, uh -huh. no, thank no. you. Thank he you. sold that. Uh, the other, the, the Wicked staff, I don't think he sold. Huh. But, uh, yeah, I thought that was way too much for he me. He sold that for asking price? Or made yeah, he said it. he sold it for asking price because oh, I'll talk to wow. him later. That's insane. Uh, there is some collector out there that just... Was desperate. Got, <laughs> got shafted. <laughs> yeah, I've, I'm almost to the point where I know ICC members won't won't like this, but... I mean, it's getting really hard to buy original stuff. That's all I'm going to uh, say. Yeah. You know, I'm not into the repro stuff, but gosh, it's they're almost forcing you to. Well, yeah. Uh, and <clears throat> and like you said, you don't want to offend anybody, but at the same time, we shouldn't we shouldn't be in it to make money. I mean, the true, you know. Uh, well, you got to think me, about it. Some of these guys are not collectors; they're just yeah. sellers. Yeah. So unless you paid that for it then you really don't have any justification for gouging the price and making another collector who, who needs it, you know, to have to, you know, 
I mean, for some collectors, that's three or four months worth of toy money or more. Mm -hmm. You know, some guys only budget hundred or fifty dollars a month or something like that for for their collections. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, I, I understand again what I like. I was saying I've watched the videos and and just these guys walking through uh, videotaping or, or film uh, videotaping is such an old antiquated term. Um, <laughs> videoing, um, you know, the, the booths and the tables and what finds that they had and everything. Uh, if you were a Star Wars collector, uh, what you were looking for was probably there, whether it would be vintage or whether it be modern. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Because there was some people that had a plethora of vintage stuff. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, what was his name? Ryan, uh, He's in the cool or yes, something. In the yeah. he was there and had all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I almost ended up buying the pop up saber R two with the saber uh-huh. from him for six fifty and then just selling my one that didn't have it. Yeah. Because it was like cheaper to do that than it was to buy Sounds like a it. saber by itself. Yeah. Sounds like it. But yeah, I know I saw one one table where a guy was uh, blowing out uh, black series figures still in the box for five bucks each yeah so there were deals to be had too oh yeah I mean, we, there was there was stuff that was overpriced for what it was but there were deals to be had too yeah uh, uh, i came across um the actual special edition video movies on laser disc and they were, i you know i came across them i looked they were in this box and it said half price and so I'm looking at it, and I'm like, oh, what's the price? So I asked the person there, and it was a it was a girl, and she said, well, it's my dad's. He knows the price, and he's not here right this minute. He'll be back in a few minutes. So I came back later, and I asked the guy, and I was like, oh, you know, what's your price? And he's got, he was like, $100. And I'm like, so it's half of that? He's like, no, uh, half of that, you know, uh, it was half of $200. i am like, are you serious? I was like, I looked up the prices on eBay. I didn't tell him this, but I looked up the prices on eBay, and I, I could get it for like 30 40 bucks. Wow. And I was like, there's no way. <laughs> I was like, he's, gonna, he's not going to sell them. And no matter if it's in his half-price box or whatever, I mean, it doesn't matter. You know, people are smarter than that, hopefully. I hope nobody bought that for 100 bucks. That was a rip-off. I mean, if it had been sealed, maybe. Yeah. Now that, even that's a big maybe. I'm, I don't. I could care less about sealed on that kind of stuff. Uh but uh, I was like, wow, that's just too much. So uh, overall, I mean, I, I, re- I had fun. Stephanie and Bo went also. And uh, I got some interviews coming up also where I interviewed uh, a couple of couple of the actors who were in Return of the Jedi. And uh, one of them was also in an Empire. Uh, so we will... Uh, hear those later and then there, i also got some ask bo questions oh wow yeah that's been months and months and months and <laughs> <laughs> any uh any questions you guys uh have so what uh what was the cost for those <clears throat> it was a uh, the way i understood it it was friday friday night or friday was vip only yes is that right and then saturday sunday were regular attendance yes uh, kind of what was the price range on those uh, passes for the convention? That's a good question. <laughs> you don't remember. I okay. don't. I don't know because I didn't get regular pass. I got a press pass. 
Oh, okay. So I wondered if you, you guys could actually, you could get press passes, and they'll give them uh -huh. to you. And those guys were getting in And early. we could get on Friday. Yeah, get in on Friday and yep. get in early on the regular days, I think. Yep. So and that you don't was have to go advantage. through the search, you know, bag searches, stuff like that. You just go straight in. But, of course, you have to have a podcast or a you know, YouTube channel with with an established audience, probably, yeah. and go through mm -hmm. the application process and everything to get those type of passes. Um, yeah, well, Mike so, yeah, knows me, so... I think definitely next yeah, year... Yeah, we had, uh, had him on a podcast once. Yeah. A couple times I've interviewed him. Yeah, yeah I think definitely next year uh, I will... Probably, I won't guarantee it, but uh, we'll more than likely be able to go. Um, yeah, maybe we can get a, a room that's, uh, you know, joined yeah. together... Because I'm sure if it's not, you know, earlier in the year again, like it has been in the past, uh, Stephanie and Bo will both go. Yeah. Because this is the first time Bo's been. So he, uh, I, those interviews, I got uh, Trevor Butterfield and Simon Williamson. Okay. Oh, I look forward to listening to them. Yep. Um, yeah. The, so, yeah. Some of the, uh, some of the things that... Uh, uh, Trevor, I think it was Trevor, was it Trevor Butterfield? Yeah, I think it was him. Yeah, it was definitely him. That he said was kind of like, wow, I'd never heard that before from, you know, somebody who had played those characters and stuff, and it was pretty uh -huh. interesting, so you'll have to yeah. listen. Hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think, if I'm not mistaken, <clears throat> there was even a, uh, like a podcasting stage where you could uh, reserve a time and actually do a live podcast from... I tried to, but I never got, I never heard back, so... Okay. Maybe if more of us go, yeah, we could actually get on there. Right. So yeah, those out there, you know, that are listening, uh, it's the Imperial Commissary Collectors Convention, or for short, it's ICCC, uh, and that is looks like it's going to be sometime in the month of April or May every year. Uh, like Brian said, depending on when the event coordinators can get the facility. Uh, reserved. Maybe they've already got it reserved for next year. Um, we can only hope that maybe it's not on Memorial Day weekend. Uh, but even if it is, it's just Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Saturday, Sunday for general admission. Uh, I'm sure the VIP passes for Friday were uh, a little bit more pricey. Yeah, uh, I think it's a hundred. No, no, not a hundred. Five hundred for VIPs. But they do get uh, lunches, snacks, uh, all that stuff included. So uh -huh. it's, it's uh, well worth it, plus you get your own right. area to go hang out. Right. And I noticed, uh, especially on, on Friday night, uh, during the VIP admission time, uh, there were practically no lines. These guys were just walking up to Ian McDermott and celebrities like that and talking to him and getting his autograph with no waiting. So. Oh, yeah. The, the everywhere. <laughs> I mean, it, there was hardly nobody around. So it was, sounds like it was, would be definitely worth it to get a VIP or have a, a media pass if you're that lucky um, to get on that first night. And, of course, if the word gets out, which we're putting the word out, maybe it'll get more crowded. I don't know. Yeah, with um, the media pass, it was the with the understanding that if there are any lines, you know, or limited things, that you must let them go ahead of you, everybody right. else. A general admission, whatever, they must go ahead of you. Which, yeah. I never had to worry about that because nothing that I did ever had a line. Yeah. 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 But there were panels, there were uh, costuming, cosplay going on. Um, like, you know, obviously, uh, 
buy sell trade you know on the on the dealer floor i know there were uh, displays the big uh, displays of uh there were some automobile customized mm-hmm. vehicles uh on display and uh i'm trying to think of the big setups where you can take a picture with the speeder bikes and yeah. stuff like that there was speeder bikes uh, there was a, a little atst uh-huh um uh, there were several panels on, on Saturday and Sunday uh, that you could go and watch. Uh, from, I actually got to go to the Rebels panel. Stuff. Right. They had all the voice, uh, not all, but almost all of the voice actors from the Rebels animated series Let's there. Let's see. They year. had Taylor Gray, um, Vanessa Marshall, mm-hmm. uh, Steve Bloom. Uh-huh. Uh, what's her uh, name? Tia yeah, Tia Surkar. And I cannot remember who did... Uh, uh, it was, was the, the Jonah, is it Jonah something or other? Uh, or is that Taylor Gray that does, uh, um, I can't remember the boy's, the boy character's name right now. Ezra? Uh, Ezra. Yeah, that's, that was that's him. Taylor Gray, isn't it? It was, uh, oh shoot, the woman, the, the bad, <laughs> the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> Crap, what's her name in the Rebels cartoon? <laughs> it was on the tip of my tongue and now I've lost it. Uh, uh. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank too. It's been so long since I've watched the that series. But anyway, they had uh, yeah the voice actors and movie movie person uh, movie people both you know behind the mask people and and uh, you know their their main guy the last couple of years has been Ian McDermott who played Emperor Palpatine. Uh, they have people like we were talking about Mark Boudreau earlier. They had uh, another guy Jim Swearingen swearing I'm probably mispronouncing that. Uh, who also was a Kenner designer and, and designed the original X-Wing and all of that was there. Um, one cool thing I noticed was some of those guys that were the the uh, YouTubers actually went around and found vintage X-Wing fighters loose and took them to him and got him to autograph them <laughs> while they were there at the convention. So they had... Yeah, I saw know, them. That's yeah. cool. The person's name I was trying to think of was uh, Governor Price, and it, oh, she was played by okay. Mary Elizabeth McGlynn, who is actually married to Steve Bloom. Okay. Oh. Okay. I don't guess I'd ever heard of her before. This must have been one of her first first appearances. So, Oh, something else that just popped in my head that's coming up for us local is the Huntington uh, Comic and Toy Convention. Um August, isn't it's it? August, yeah. So not not real soon, but we'll talk about it more maybe next month once they maybe get some more guest announcements and stuff. Yeah, uh, to talk about. So anyway, I guess this portion of the podcast we're about ready to wrap up. Uh, you said or or the bow questions and the interviews are are uh, already pre-recorded. I think are they? The interviews, yes. The bow questions, no. Not. Oh, okay. But uh, it will be by the time this comes out. Okay. Well, this will be a rather lengthy episode. It'll probably be <laughs> yeah, we're running about an hour, hour and a half minutes right now. I think. <laughs> That's all right. Okay, so uh, Carl, as usual, you want to take us out? Okay, once again, we want to thank our <clears throat> Patreon members. And if you are not a Patreon member and would like to sign up for a Patreon member and give us as you can give us as little as a dollar a month. I mean, it's patreon.com slash the Star Wars Collector. Now, before and, we before we move on, um, yeah. I talked to several people while I was at the convention who actually listened to the podcast 
And they said that they, you know, don't really, I guess, hear us talk about the Patreon enough. So I don't know what other listeners think, but uh, yeah, the Patreon is basically just to help us pay for hosting fees. Uh, some of the stuff that we give to the Patreon members that I ship out, like the cards, the patches, and stuff like that. And the cards are outstanding, I'll say, because I have a set myself. I, I, I did those <laughs> cards. Did I give yes. you a set, Dwayne? No. Uh, okay, I have a set for you. <laughs> okay. Um. So, yeah, and I, we'll be doing more of those. Uh, it'll, I don't know when I'll get to it because we're, we're out of the, the, for the ones that are already Patreon members. I'll yeah. have to have to get some more made of different figures but uh yeah we have one dollar and two dollar which are basically just you know just to help us out just to give us a little a little something and then we've got a five dollar level which allows you to also give us subjects to talk about you know on the podcast uh that you know that's how some of the stuff we talk about comes about is through our patreons who are that at that level or higher you know to mm-hmm. help us out because sometimes it, it's a little tough trying to figure up stuff to talk about sometimes yeah uh then we've got our ten dollar one which the ten dollar one as you've already heard if you've watched or listened to our podcasts in the past um we have have them come on and actually talk about stuff themselves. uh you know if that's something that you want to do it's a uh, it's ten bucks a month to be a Patreon. You know, that's, from some of the ones that I've seen through other podcasts, that's really cheap. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty sure Rebel Force Radio, it's about thirty bucks a month to do that. And I will while, say, t- I will say too, our our special podcasts that we do for the Patreon members are some of my favorite ones. They're just usually short and just really kind of, I think they're just really fun because we've done various, you know, lists and favorites, top tens and stuff. So I, so it's something else, something cool that you do get extra by being a Patreon member. Yeah. I know we're, we're not to the Facebook shout out yet, but I'll go ahead and do it now. The Facebook yeah. shout out goes to Greg <laughs> McLaughlin, who is actually one of our Patreon members. I met him at the Imperial Commissary Collectors Convention and, uh, actually I, He's doing a podcast of his own, and uh, he interviewed me, so I'll have to wait till he gets that out, and and then you guys can listen to what, cool. what we talked about. Nice. And we have our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash the Star Wars Collector Podcast, and you can still leave us an iTunes review if you want, and um, we're on Discord, and we also have a, an email that... You can, if you need to contact us about something, um, if you have any questions or something about one of our episodes or something, or if you need, if you have more questions about the Patreon. But anyway, it's TSWCpodcast at gmail.com. And we are also on Twitter at TSWCpodcast. Yep. Yes, we are. I'm not because I don't use Twitter. I still use it, even though <laughs> it's we are. <laughs> not as fun as it used to. Uh, <laughs> I'll just then, say that. Yeah, and I would point out, it just occurred or just came in my head while you were reading those out. Um, differentiation, just point of point of differentiation. Uh, our uh, all of these, I always make sure to include the word "the" in front of Star Wars Collector because we are the Star Wars Collector. Uh, you know, podcast and and uh, all of our 
uh, Facebook and Patreon and, and email and everything always has. Uh, because if you just search Star Wars Collector, you're going to find somebody else. I've, yeah. I've done that before. So if you want to find us, always make sure it's the Star Wars Collector. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> and I guess that's it for this month. Yep. I guess we'll talk to you next month. Okay. Once right. again, lots of Bye, fun. Bye, everybody. Guys. Thanks. Farewell. Hey, everybody. I'm here with... What's your name? Bo. <laughs> Hello. And uh, we got some Ask Bo questions. So we'll get right into it. What is the last figure you got? Uh, I don't really know. You just Cal got Cal it today. Oh, yeah. Calcast this. <laughs> you just got that one today. What? What's What's so good about Calcastus? Um, he has a BD one. A BD one. Yeah. Where's he from? Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. And Jedi Survivor. Yep. 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 Both of them. Both the video games. So do you like it? Yeah. Any kind of anything else you want to say about it? No. 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 Okay. Um. Uh, which of your figures do you like? Like, what, what, would, what would be your favorites? Um, like action figures? Or yeah. What? Uh, I don't know. Like clones? Okay. So you like clones? And battle droids. And battle droids. Anything else? No. No? No droids? No R2s? No. Well, yeah, I like <laughs> those too. <laughs> so what's so special about those? Nothing. I just really like them. Okay. How many droids do you have? Do you know? A lot. <laughs> A lot. Yeah. You could have your own droid parade. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a rough estimate, what do you say? 10? 50? 20. 20? I bet you got more than 20. Mm, maybe 30. Maybe 30? That's a lot. I know. I like droids, too. Mm-hmm. Any of them have any special features? What? I have a droid from the Clone Wars cartoons. From the Clone Wars cartoons? Okay. Yeah. The one uh, Grievous's droid. Oh, okay. Goldie? Grappling. Is that what they call it? Yeah. Goldie? It has a tow hook, tow cable. Oh, okay. That's cool. Uh, how about, how many clone troopers do you have? Uh, maybe ten or five. I what, don't have that many. What about Lego versions? Um, I don't have that many either of those. Which do you like better? Do you like the regular figures or do you like the, the Legos? Legos. Cool. So which, which scale of figures... Do you like the best? Which what, what would be your favorite? Would you say, like the the Lego size, three and three quarter size, or six inch? Uh, three and three quarter inch. Three and three quarter inch. Okay. So why is that your favorite? Is it just because it fits in your hand better? Just because they're small enough that I like. Oh, they're they're small but not too small. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Who would win in a fight? A stormtrooper or a clone trooper? Um, clone troopers. So why why would it, why would that happen? Um, they have uh, there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stormtroopers too, though. Well, they keep, but clone troopers just keep coming until they quit making them. What? <laughs> I, I think that clone troopers would win just because they shoot better. Yeah, that's what I. Yeah, that's what I would say too. Because <laughs> a stormtrooper can only hit something if it was right in front of their face. Yeah, it seems like that uh, the stormtroopers once a new hope. After that, it was like they couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. <laughs> they uh, they had a hard time shooting for some reason. Yeah. 
do you collect other Star Wars stuff besides figures? Hmm. I mean, besides just the figures, what else do you get? What else? What other kind of Star Wars stuff do you do? You mean get? like Legos? Well, yeah, Legos or get Legos too. ships or whatever. Uh, I get Lego ships. You got Lego ships? Yeah. Which ones? Um, I only have one in particular. What's you that? have it too. What is it? Um, it's a green Jedi Starfighter. You got more than that. You have the Bad Batches ship. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> you have others, too, don't you? I don't think so. Oh, wait, I have a Lego droid ship, too. Yeah, you got others. Which one's your favorite? Um, Which one do you like the most? The, the Green Jedi ship. You like the the, the Starfighter? Yeah. Okay. It's a it's an Aether Sprite, is what it's called. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's what the Jedi Starfighter's called, the Aether Sprite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. it's in the X-Wing game, too. Oh. All right, so why is... Let's see. What is your favorite Star Wars Lego set? Actually, it should be Lego Star Wars set. They like the Lego to be first for some reason. <laughs> What's your favorite Lego Star Wars set? Like, do I have to own it or not? Um, no. You know. Um... I don't own this one, but I really like it. It's a Lego um, Battle Droid MTT. Yeah, it carries those a are bunch expensive. of Lego Battle Droids. Yeah, it's retired, and those are really expensive now. Yeah, I'm saving up for it. What about this one up here? You like that one? Oh, yeah, you have that Death Star. It's one, the Death Star 1 and 2 combined. Mm hmm. Huh, cool. I like that one too. Okay, so why is that MTT your favorite? Because it can carry a bunch of battle droids and it has a droidica, two droidicas. Okay. So if anybody wants to sell one cheap to Bo, let me know. <laughs> Please. Uh, let's see. Uh, what do you think about patches and pin trading? I like that. So wh why do you like that? Because I get cool patches and pins. Is it, uh, is it fun just because it's the thrill of the hunt to find it? Yeah. So what what kind of stuff did you have to do in order to find patches at like the Imperial Commissary Collectors Convention? Hmm? What all did you have to do to get those patches? Uh, I had to play stuff, do some stuff, and um, I had to buy one. Had to buy one. Yeah. Uh, other stuff you had to do, trivia games. Yeah, a plinko game. Mm-hmm. Um, you had to listen to dad jokes and laugh at them. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> it was funny. I want to joke there. Um, what else did we have to do? We had to roll a die and beat the other I guy. You didn't? Yeah. Oh, I, that's right. I got there late and he just gave it for me. Gave it to me for free. Yeah, I didn't. I had to actually roll the die and beat him and then I lost I lost it, you know, the first time. I had to go back and do it again. Never did find it. I don't know where it, had, where it is. It must have dropped out of my pocket or something. Yeah. Um, so which ones do you like the best of those patches that you've gotten over the over the time? It doesn't have to be at the ICCC, just anywhere. I don't know. I kind of like the ones that they had this year at ICCC. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what about the ones at Celebration? I forgot what they looked like. The Rancor and stuff? There was the patches last year. Uh, yeah, I mean, remember I we had to go around to table clubs and and get the other ones for around the I edge. Remember doing? Oh yeah, now I remember. I kind of like that one too. Did you? Yeah. What other ones? Um, I don't really remember any other ones. 
You don't remember any of them? Uh-uh. Okay, because I, I don't remember any other ones that you got, so... Uh, let's see, what else do we got here? Um, do you like cosplay? Do you like to dress up? Yeah. What do you like to dress up as? Um, I don't really know. Anything that I have. Well, what, which ones have you done? Han, um, a First Order Stormtrooper. I've done Commander Green once. Um. Wrecker. Oh, yeah, Wrecker. Got Ezra. Ezra, yeah. Um, um, there's one more. You already did. You did it this year at ICCC. The Mandalorian, yes. I can't think of any others. That, oh, an Ewok. <laughs> that was when I was a long time baby. ago. <laughs> Bad. What? You dressed up as an Ewok, I so was a baby. All right. All right. So, what did you think of ICCCon? I thought it was cool. What'd you like most? Uh, probably uh, getting the patches and getting pins. Getting patches and pins? Yeah. Okay. What pins did you get? Um, Wampa pins. Yeah, they had several different Wampas. Uh, Mandalorian Wampa, the White Maul. Wampa, Maul Wampa, Wampa, Boba Fett Wampa. All the pins were shaped like a Wampa. There's even a prototype Fett Wampa. Yep, there was a prototype Fett. I never did see it, though, so I'm not sure yeah, how many of those were there. Um, let's see. How many times have you played uh, the Lego Star Wars games? A lot. <laughs> Which one's your favorite? Um, the Skywalker Saga. Okay. How far have you gotten in it? Uh, I've already got st a lot of the stuff in it. Have you beat the main campaign? Yeah. Okay. It was easy. It was easy? It was. Well, I don't think those games are meant to be hard. How many, how many times have you played them? I don't know. A lot. Yeah, I bet you've got many, many hours in there. Alright, do you think you're an expert at it? Kind of. Kind of? I heard uh, that you recently watched the Ewok movies, The Caravan of Courage and The Battle for Endor. What'd you think? Um, I like the se second movie better. The Battle for Endor? Yeah. Okay. Well, why'd you like it better? There was more action. More action in it? Yeah. Okay. It's been a while since I've seen them, so I don't really remember them that well. Anything else you want to talk about? No, not really. Not really? Nothing at all? No. What do you think about the Star Wars figures and stuff that you've seen here recently? Have you seen any? What do you mean? Like newer ones. Uh, I, don't, I haven't really seen any new ones. Oh, okay. Just the Calcastus? Oh, wait. I have seen a... Um, Purge Scout Trooper with a shield from the new Jedi Survivor and a K2SO with a Electro Staff. Okay. And a Magna Guard with the Electro Staff too. So you like those? Yeah. Okay. You have one. Have them all. Oh yeah. Three pack. Mm-hmm. What? There's no more Ask Bo questions. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Um, not really. Not really. You have some Lego stuff too. Yeah, I've got lots of Lego stuff. You have Republic ships and Jedi ships. Yeah, I already talked about the stuff that I just recently got, like this big R2-D2 back here. Oh, yeah. What do you think about that one? You like that one? Yeah, I think it's cool. You going to help me build it? Probably. Turn around here so they can hear you. So you going to help me? Yeah, probably. Okay. <clears throat> it looks big. 
Yeah, the box looks pretty big. Yeah. I have the original big R2-D2 that they did. It's Technic. Yeah, Technic. It just doesn't look look all that great. Yeah. This one looks much better. Mm-hmm. It does. All right, well, I guess that's it for, for this version of Ask, Ask Bo. Bo. Ask who? Me. Ask me, Bo. Yeah, Ask Bo. So send in your Ask Bo questions, and uh, Bo will be happy to answer them. All right, say goodbye. Bye. Hey, everybody, this is Brian. I'm here at ICCC, Imperial Commissary Collectors Convention, and it is day one. Day one is only for the VIPs, press, club members, vendors, that kind of stuff. So I get to come in and see a bunch of stuff before everybody else. And we have droid builders here. They have the Nashville Predators. They have a, a jump jump <laughs> that's here for kids to get in. It's all kinds of cosplayers. Boba Fett's here. And Bo is dressed up as a First Order. I don't even know what you call it. Whatever I can't remember what they're called now. It's his First Order Stormtrooper, but it's the one that has the special mask, like half black, half white. We've got lots of guests. Trevor Butterfield is here. Simon Williamson, Mark Dodson, Femi Taylor, Spencer Wilding. Hi, How are you? Pretty good. How about you? What's, what's going on? Oh, not much. Just uh, here for the first uh, first day. Really? Yeah. Is it for your podcast? Yes. What's your podcast called? The Star Wars Collector Podcast. Stop it. How many followers you got? Oh, probably 150, 200. Not very many. Thousand. I wish thousands. Yeah, like, well, anyway, anybody <laughs> listening to Star Fader here, come on, start following him. Thank you. Yeah, that was Spencer Wilding. Yeah, they get to talk to all kinds of people when you walk around. Uh, let's see, who else we got? We got Kim Simmons here, uh, Jim Swearingen, Tim Effler, all kinds of people. I'm trying to find my wife and son right now. Yeah, Spencer is a very tall guy. I think, uh, I, think I heard somebody say he's 6'6". He's the one that played Darth Vader in Rogue One, for those of you that don't know. So... They're all out here in the open where the higher actors like the, all the rebels and the emperor, all those people, they're, they're around in another room. So I'm just walking around kind of looking at stuff, seeing who I see. And look here, we got Jim Swearingen. What's up, Jim? Not much. I, got a, I escaped from my table and out seeing the wild, things in the wild. That's good. Enjoy. Thank you. Yeah, everybody here just kind of walks around, looks at everything, does whatever whatever they want without having to worry about a lot of people bothering them like I just did. <laughs> we got the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle van here. I know, it's not Star Wars. The Peter Mayhew Foundation's here. And look, here's Stephanie and Bo. Say hi to the podcasters, Bo. Hi. Ask them to uh, do, do some questions for you. Ask Bo questions. Question. Yeah, he's not very talkative. Hey, I'm here with Bo. What do you think of the convention so far, Bo? Uh, amazing. 
Well, what's so amazing about it? Uh, there's a bunch of droids. Um, there's a chicken walker. Um, main door bunker. Cars. Uh, and there's a bunch of stuff. What kind of droids? I, I don't know. We'll look over there and see. Um, a BB 90 unit. Chopper. Two choppers. A Mickey Mouse looking droid. B2 Emo. A droid without <laughs> panels on it. R2D2. Another R2. And a music droid and a power droid and an R5 unit. R5 droid. R5 looks like he's lost his head. Yeah. I think he's holding snacks in there. What? Or drinks. Maybe. Is he a cooler? Maybe. So what kind of events have you participated in here? Um, a video game thing tournament. What were you playing? Smash Bros. Did you like it? Yeah. Was it fun? No. No? Why wasn't it fun? I lost. Well, that's okay. You can still have fun. Did you enjoy playing the game? Uh, kind of. Kind of? Anything else you've done? Um, I completed a patch set. That's cool. What What do you have to do to do that? Uh, uh different stuff. Go to different uh, vendors? Yeah. Booths? Yeah. yeah. And then you got it. What'd you get for doing it all? A thing that says Target Acquired with a Wampa on it. That's cool. Okay, I'm here with Simon Williamson, who played Max Rebo. How you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. It's day three of a three-day convention in Nashville. So was uh, Max Rebo the only one that you played in any of the Star Wars films? Oh, no. I've only done the one Star Wars film, but uh, which was Return of the Jedi. But apart from Max Rebo, I pay, played several Gamorrean guards. Um, on my table over there, you'll see including the one who gets eaten by Rancor, the pit monster. And I'm also one of several Mon Calamaris. So the chief Mon Calamari is Admiral Akbar, the famous Admiral Akbar, and there are several other Mon Calamaris. Um, and because I was actually hired as a puppeteer rather than a creature performer, I puppeteered the eye blinks of Nine Numb in the Millennium Falcon. And there were a couple of characters we did that only survived in the deleted scenes that are available on the Blu-ray edition, um, one of whom was a, a, a puppeteered calamari head, and he was called Ernie Akbar when we did the movie. But now they've changed his name to Ika Sulko, which has a story behind it, but I can't remember what it is, because what has happened in Star Wars is you make a movie, and maybe a... a a character has like a placeholder name and then months later or a year later they say, oh, we're calling this character something else. They say, oh, great, it's fine. So Max Rebo, for instance, was called Red Bull Jet when we did the original movie. On the call sheet, it's Red Bull Jet and there's a book about the making of Return of the Jedi. I can't remember who wrote it. And it refers to Red Bull Jet. Rather flattering, it says, Red Bull Jet, excellent today. So I have a copy of that book. Therefore, um, what else did I play? Uh, I think I've missed. Oh yes, I'm. This time, for the first time in America, I have a photograph of um, a character called Six Six, who was on the floor of Jabba's palace that I puppeteered, 
but I think he's he's kind of either minimized or way out the back in shot or he's deleted entirely I'm not sure but because nothing very interesting was happening with Nick 6 who's not the most sophisticated puppet he didn't have sort of movable arms or anything else no other articulation um, they said would you like to play this other character took me upstairs to the creature room and showed me this wonderful blue elephantine creature who is Max Rebo now, so I very gladly said, yes, I would love to play Max Rebo. That's great. How did you actually get started with it? Like, how, what, what was the process, you know, where they said, hey, we got this thing that we want you to try out? Or the job, or getting the job. Yeah, getting the job. Well, um, six months before shooting Return of the Jedi, we finished a year's work on another film, Jim Henson's Dark Crystal. So it was, because I'd done similar work on Dark Crystal, it was the same studio, sort of six months later in England, which is Elstree Studios in Hertfordshire. Um, I was a kind of shoe-in. They, they asked me. I didn't need to audition. They just said, we need some puppeteers. Would you be interested in this Return of the Jedi? Because it's the third Star Wars film. So obviously you think, wow, well, you know, everybody, Star Wars was already huge by then. So, so you were like, no, I'm not going to turn that down. Exactly, exactly. But getting Dark Crystal was um, it's a straight audition process protracted over about three or four sessions and it was from an advertisement in the stage newspaper which is a weekly um, uh, newspaper that comes out and the back few pages there are various acting jobs for actors and generally there's not much that's very useful there's a lot of phone sales jobs and what we call theatre and education companies you know the kind of um, I don't want to be too insulting, but the lower the lower rate grade of job, they're not saying we need someone to pay a policeman in an episode of this series. It's and this advert for the Dark Crystal, it just it was not clear exactly what they were looking for, and there were a big a big capital H and an O and an exclamation mark, and underneath it said the Henson Organization, and it may have had a reference to the Muppets. But there was a whole list of physical acting qualities they were looking for. So it said, that, "Ho!" Exclamation mark are looking for equity, which is the union. Actors, dancers, mimes, circus performers, all the physical stuff. And I thought, "Oh well, I do acrobatics. I do that. I'll go for that." And um, massive group audition with about 30 people, and then another one next day for another group of 30 people, and whittling down to I don't know, sort of 20 or something the next day, and then further auditions and from which they selected a group of 10 of us to start working immediately and at the second audition it Jim Jim Henson was there and Frank Oz and we got our hands in what was the top the neck and head of a mystic so then we could visualize exactly what this this job was but from the advert my assumption was oh they, they want to form some kind of human pyramids like acrobats in a circus or something so and that's how I got it. I just went through an audition pro process, finally going down to a list of ten who were all going to do all the those creatures in the movie. And basically that's it. So was there ever a time where you were like, is there any way that I could be a character where I don't have to be behind a mask or have my hand, you know? Yeah. Um, yes, fellow actors and a casting director once I, I after I finished doing Dark Crystal. Um, yes, please. <laughs> you like it black? White, thank you. You want some cream? We'll have to run it back over because we're yeah, yeah. That's going to be good. Hey, that's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> what was I talking about? Um, mm. uh, about being a 
an actual actor with Yes, a friend said, um, why would you want to, a casting said, why would you want to do something where your face isn't seen? You're an actor. And I said, well, because I started out doing physical theatre, and I love this stuff, sort of mime-related acrobatics, and uh, to get quite esoteric, um, the work of a Polish theatre guru called, um, practitioner called Jerzy Grotowski. So theatre people in the 60s and 70s will know that name. But I loved all that stuff. And yes, I wasn't getting my face seen, but there would be opportunities later to get my face seen, which there were in a few things over the years, whether on stage or little little roles in television, etc. So, what about uh, what about Star Wars after Return of the Jedi? Was there any interest in doing anything after that? Well, as you know, Return of the Jedi was the last one filmed for an awful long time. We had to wait quite a while for the prequels to start coming out. And I, yeah, sixteen years. Wow, it was that long. Yeah. Um, yeah, there wasn't anything like that. And also the Hensons um, moved from London Workshop. I think they moved first to, to, back to Toronto, first of all, to shoot Fraggle Rock. So they, weren't, they were only going to use Canadian local performers. They wouldn't fly us in from England. And afterwards they could have, would have gone back to New York and done Muppets Take Manhattan and stuff like that. So the Hensons were no longer doing it um, in this country, in, in, not in my country, in the UK. And um, Star Wars is kind of as and when we do a film now and then, so yeah. So there was nothing like that going on. So in a way, the, um, that all stopped as far as the UK was concerned. And shortly after, CGI started to creep in. So we thought, oh, well, that's the end for that kind of work. Um, yeah. Um, okay, so how many conventions like, do you do in a year? Do you, is, this, or is, this something also, is this something that you've done for a while? Yeah, I've done it for a while now. Um, it's difficult to put a number on a year. Um, you remember when you started? Oh, I can't remember the year. It was about, yeah, more than 10 years ago. It was one called Star Day 2 in Paris. But actually, yes, I'm no good at dates and stuff. That's the very first one I did. And I thought, oh, this is great. This is great. I loved it. Uh, it's very flattering, you see. It's particularly flattering with a film that's 40. This year, The Return of the Jedi, it's the 40th anniversary of its release. So, yeah, that's... Uh, it's very flattering that people are still interested and they kind of hang on little little nuggets of a story that means so much to them because it's just a little bit more involve, involvement in a film that meant so much to them. Often when they were a kid or you have fathers there trying to get their sons interested or their daughters interested in, in the movies. So, yeah. It's Was any one of these characters more difficult to play than the other? Yes, yes. The most difficult one was in Dark Crystal, and is Ursol the Chanter, one of the mystics, um, because of the physical position we had to assume and stay in for an entire take, which could be anything from 20 seconds to a minute and a half. How about for Star Wars, which character was the hardest? Well, Max Rebo was uncomfortable rather than difficult, uh, because it's very constricting. And I couldn't see anything. Probably hot too. Yeah, but the heat you get used to. That's kind of. But it, it's more the claustrophobia, and it's a very tight costume once you're in it. So I couldn't see anything, and the hearing was minimal. So I'm trying to hear an action and cut and any instructions through a wall of rubber around my head, and also there was a kind of mechanism around the head area which allowed electronic puppeteers to manipulate the the flippers which are his ears, but now apparently they're flippers. So in the middle of a take, I'd hear this whirring, grinding clock of the kind of 
servo motors within the mechanism causing the, the ears to, to flap around as I went from side to side. So it's quite noisy. Is that <laughs> noisy? Uh, I couldn't hear well enough. The actual instructions could see nothing. So I had e an earphone so I could hear action and cut. Um, so he's the most uncomfortable, difficult... No, not really, but there's a great fun in, in any kind of... Uh, conquering any physical task in a performance so the Gamorian guards you know they're big and bulky and because of the way the costume and the, the way the legs are apart from each other you can only walk in a certain way and, and it's fun because they're they're brutal creatures so it's fun to be able to lash out which is a similar thing that happened with the Gartham in the Dark Crystal from the restriction bent over as a mystic in a, in a very uncomfortable position you have the freedom as a Gartham to be basically upright and smash around with your your arms so yeah so it's got two sides of the same thing you've got the subtle performance and the more brutal performance like yin and yang I really like listening to some of that stuff because you know we don't know about like what the like with Max Rebo the stuff going around your head making noises and it's really nice yeah Yes, I've forgotten about that till quite recently. So, you know, someone might have asked me about Max Rebo a couple of years ago, and I would have kind of forgotten about the whole sound thing. Yeah, you do forget stuff. So when the Blu-ray edition came out, um, the deleted scenes of that character, Ernie Akbar, now called Ika Sulko, I'd entirely forgotten about doing it because the film came out sort of like almost a year after we finished shooting. And you watch the film and you forget, you forget about the stuff that you shot but wasn't in there. It's only the deleted scenes on the Blu-ray that a fan emailed me and said, Simon, is this you? Had a little link to part of the footage. And there I'm being directed off camera. Do that, do that with the hand again, Simon. I thought, oh, I remember. Oh, yes. That was <laughs> All right, well, I want to thank you for your time. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Have a great day. All right, you too. Thanks. Hey everybody, I'm here with Trevor Butterfield, who played many different characters in Return of the Jedi. Uh, how did you uh, end up getting a, the, for your first part in Return of the Jedi? Well, I'd already worked on Empire of the, uh, Strikes Back, and um, I met the same guys who was casting, so my agent sent me to the studio to be interviewed for work on uh, Return of the Jedi. So what, what role did you get on Empire Strikes Back? I was an Imperial officer. Okay, so how did that come about whenever you, you know, got the notification, hey, there's this position out there, would you like to try for it? No, 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 my agent sent me there. The film company got in touch, Lucasfilms got in touch with the uh, agency, and they were looking for people my height, first to uh, be a stormtrooper, but I ended up being an Imperial officer. So what was that like, how, whenever the, like, during the shooting? Well, it was just a normal day's work. I mean, it just film work. Um, it wasn't anything different from any other film. I mean, it was early days, I suppose. We didn't know how successful it would be. So we just sort of turned up, got paid at the end of the day and went home. Did you uh, directly work with George Lucas? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. George was always around. So how was it working for him? Uh, a little bit intense. He was a bit of a perfectionist and uh, he wanted to do things his way. Okay. Overriding the director at times. Okay, so on Return of the Jedi, how many different like characters did you play? I was eight different characters. Oh, wow, that's a lot. Do you remember all of them? Yeah, sure. All right, which ones were they? Broomface, um, Stormtrooper, uh, Giran, Rancor Keeper, uh, Lieutenant Blount, 
Um, how many was that now? <laughs> uh, I think you forgot Bosque, maybe? Oh, Bosque, yeah, yeah. Everybody relates me to Bosque. I don't know why, because he was hardly in the film. Yeah, he was only, wasn't he on just the barge? On the barge and the uh, Jabba's Palace. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, which one of those characters did you feel like you liked the most? I think Lieutenant Blount, uh, the Endo Rebel. I enjoyed playing that because he didn't wear a mask. He just had a helmet on, or sometimes he didn't have, even have the helmet. And that was interesting because I was in a Millennium, 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 millennium Falcon as a gunner. And uh, it was quite a good scene, but it got uh, edited from the main movie, but it was in the uh, Blu-ray outtakes. Okay. Uh, which one of your characters that you played was your most difficult? I would say Mon Calamari, which I didn't mention as well, did I? So uh, Mon Calamari, because you couldn't see out of the mask. It was uh, very sort of hot uh, because it was made out of rubber. Uh, and under the studio lights, it was extremely hot. Yeah, that's what I've heard from several people. Was there any like anything going on in the mask that made you feel like, ooh, I don't like this? <laughs> yeah, everything about it. Because you couldn't see out of it. You could just see forward. In, in, in through the nostrils um, so you had to be more or less positioned you didn't know where you was on the set um, yeah that was the worst one did you have any guides whenever you were like going from set you know back to your dressing room no 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 did they, so you just took the mask off right there oh well when you finished filming you could take it off yeah okay you, you couldn't take it off uh, only at lunchtime and then when you finished filming yeah it was wasn't very nice but it was an experience. So did you get to work with any of the main actors of the film? Yes, Harrison Ford, um, Luke. Um, yeah, most of them. Yeah. Uh, I guess playing... 40 years ago, I mean... <laughs> I guess playing so many different characters, you got to be on the set quite a lot. Well, yes, I mean, he was in different scenes with different characters. Carrie Fisher in Jabba's Palace. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was just a job. I didn't really sort of... I'm not a Star Wars fan, to be honest with you. Um, I enjoyed working on the films, but uh, at the end of the day, I mean, it was just a job. Yeah, I mean, that's what, you know, of course, you know, most actors, they go from job to job. They don't yeah. just sit there and fan you know, over no, one of them. No, 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 no. I mean, uh, we was lucky to be on such a famous film and, uh, and doing the cons now, uh, 40 years later, we tend to sort of meet up with the same guys that was my age working on the first films. And then, you know, if, if these cons didn't survive, we would never meet up, so we never thought this sort of thing would happen 40 years ago. All right, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. No problem. Appreciate your uh, company, and uh, thanks. Yeah. All right, thank you.